We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This thing on? See, now I'm getting mad. Because it's getting ready to be on. I want my whiskey to bite me a little bit. This is the kind of psychopath that I hang out with. I got beat up outside of a Denny's. The Rockpile Report. With Buffalo Bills season ticket holder, Drew Gear. He likes to get in X's nose. Something I can't do with this podcast because I drink too much. Chris Kruger. My rollerblading blonde mohawk producer. The pettiest, hardest drinking Bills podcast. I'm an adult. I know what I'm about. to another edition of the Rock Pile Report Podcast. I'm your host, Bill, season ticket holder, Drew Gear. That's my producer, Chris Kruger. And we finally fucking made it. It's draft week. First of all, Chris. Yeah. Chris over here, man in the switchboard. Mm. Switch that camera over to yourself. I know you're being shy. Why? What do you need to see? No, I just need that. I want everyone to see that he's drinking water. We're recording this on a Monday. Oh, yeah. It's a Monday. I got to go to work later. So look at that. We have hair. to record what, dry a- shampoo in that thing. Absolutely not. I never use look dry that. shampoo. What am I, a fucking peasant? Look at that thing. Dry shampoo, man. You probably one of those people who use a washcloth in the wa- in the shower, don't you? <laughs> no. For my loofah, I spend like five, ten bucks. There you go. High How quality. often do you change the loofah out? Uh, probably like every two months, two, three months. See, that's that's honesty. Hey. I mean, I'm not I'm like... I'm rocking an axe body tool. Axe? Like the axe-like thing with the scrubbing pad in the back and then the loofah on the front. This is in 2006. I've had that for almost a year and a half. Oh, my God. <laughs> that rival, Dude, that rivals uh, Dan Orlovsky's towel take. Oh, yeah. I did see that, yeah. yeah. That's, all right, that's excessive. <laughs> that's that's <great>. gross. <laughs> that's gross. Yeah. Guys, you know what else is Gross. All of this fucking draft talk. I love it. Guys, we have, Doug, we have Doug Roloski in studio with us once again. It's Listen, we're just sitting here. What do, what do you got in your glass? It's not it's, Ginger Island. Ooh, it's what this, I, is, this is the gin. The gin drink I made for him last time this, he was on. Listen, this is fantastic. If you are a gin drinker, I'm telling you, you got to go for this, man. This Guys, we're, we're, we're going to be making a video soon for the YouTube about how to make all of these cocktails that we've talked about. Over the course of these last few months, I'm probably not. No, we will be. It's good. It's going to be fun. It's a, we got to do something in the off season. Also, it's my it's the day after my birthday, and in typical rock pal fashion, thirty eight uh, listeners. He's thirty eight years old. Thirty eight years old, still taking best shape of my life. Yep, two years away from the gray bush. Dude, I'm two. I'm two years away from the grave. I'll probably die before <laughs> that. Nah, you'll make it, Chris. His in in fashion, Chris and I do birthday bottle swaps. He joked with me, although I didn't think it was a joke. I thought you were buying cookie dough whiskey, and I was going to show up here ready to make a scene about that. Look, I look, I don't like you. Genuinely, don't like you, but I don't like you that much. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't bu- do that to you. No, <laughs> Ruddles Mill, Ruddles Mill, Kentucky Straight Rye. It's a rye, which means I'm going to be making. I'm going to make some killer man. Well, you like rye, rye is your preference. Rye is my preference, to be honest. It's rye and bourbon. Rye, then bourbon, and then you go on down the chain. I'm a big fan. I can't wait to get into this bottle. 
I'm I surprised did. when you don't drink the rise, though, that you don't have a dipper in two. <laughs> Listen, don't threaten me with a good time. I did. Ha- I did. I was going with uh, that bottle versus another bottle, but the only reason I went with that bottle, which was two dollars less than the other one, I like and how he remembers. This. It's not not for being a cheapskate. But I did read the back, the label. The one that was more expensive was an MGP whiskey, and that's their own. So I don't, I'm sure you yeah. don't don't know what an MGP stands for, Midwest Grain Products. Mm-hmm. So, like, celebrity brands mm-hmm. that do whiskey now, it's most likely an MGP whiskey. Mid- so, it, like, is that grains out of, like, Missouri? Uh, it's out of Indiana, Midwest Grain Products. It's close. So they, it's like a giant distillery, and they make a bunch of shit for a bunch of different... Labels, labels that then but, famous people go and slap their name yes. on and go, this is my liquor. Fuck you. Yeah, Drop that. You know what, Chris? Being a purist, I fucking love it. So that's not an MGP whiskey. So as we start this conversation, first of all, Doug, cheers. Cheers. Since you and I are the only ones drinking, cheers. And it was our birthday weekend, so cheers, man. Yes! To the end of all the draft bullshit. Nope. I'm tired. I'm tired of talking about this. I'm exhausted. I'm really, really happy that the draft is almost here. And I think that I dodged a lot of this. Now, I'm going to sip this cocktail. There's, that cocktail is based on last well, week. You smell it. It's definitely whiskey, right? Like, that's got to be the spirit. It's based on something you said to me off camera last week. So. And I see some flex of something in there, which means you. All right, hang on. I just hope you didn't give this big guy uh, cognac again. No. Ooh, that's incredibly smooth. It is incredibly smooth. It's not sweet. It almost has a caramel taste to it. Rip that. I like your pinky that it's out. Huh? Yeah. When you drink out of a... I appreciate it. I, I did the When same you drink thing. out of a glass like that, you can't not put the pinky out. A coupe. A coupe. I, I hate that you know the names of these things. There's like yeah. a caramel note. And smoke. Yeah. Yo. That is very smooth. There's zero burn in that. No burn, but definitely bourbon. And again, there's this caramel. Like, what's going on here? What am I drinking? Do you want to take a shot at how many ingredients are in that well, cocktail? Well, I saw you come down here six. and grab four bottles. Six. I'm going to so, say six. So okay. what, do you, what do you got here? Let's do his first. I'll go six. I'll go four. Do bitters count as a... Sure they do. Yeah. It's an ingredient. Three. That's it? What? Yeah. And that? Yeah. What is that? it? It's three. It's called a revolver. Okay. It's two ounces of bourbon, a half ounce of Mr. Black coffee liqueur. Yes! The and, Mr. Black! And four dashes, because I used a Japanese bottle, four dashes of orange bitters. Dude, okay. Mr. Black might be one of my favorite, like when I saw it on his shelf last week and I ripped a shot of each one. The Mr. Black coffee liqueur is incredible. I could just drink that straight. That's and apparently fantastic. you're supposed to. What isn't it a product of Australia? Yeah, it's out of Australia. Swenson, have... where are you on yes. this? How come you did how have you let me live this long and not told me about it? Is this? that the guy who invited me down? Yes. Oh man, listen, where I already talked to my wife for coming. <laughs> just let me know. <laughs> we'll, hey, we'll, we'll put th- my big ass in a shark cage, bro, and we'll film that. <laughs> I am in. <laughs> Chris, you've outdone yourself once again. I, we're, if we're talking about the draft, right? Like, I'm really happy that it's almost here, and I've missed most of it. Now, guys, I want you to see this. Most weeks I have, like, a rundown. I've got notes. I've got shit in front of me. It was my birthday weekend. Uh, Daddy got a little loose and had to do all of his notes hung over in a notebook, and it did not go well. You have terrible penmanship. <laughs> it's bad normally. It's worse when I'm writing this. You can't even make a straight line to underline something. <laughs> Like, that's pretty... And what is that? What is that? I don't know, Doug. I don't know. I was spitballing. I was spitballing, but I'm not spitballing tonight. Tonight I have cohesive thoughts. I've managed to compose myself and put this whole show together. First of all, I moved. You think about everything that's happened since the end of the season. I moved. I've got a new job. I've got kids. I've got a general malaise towards the draft process itself. Mm Mm-hmm. Then you think about the way the 2022 Bills season ended. It probably takes a little bit of the enjoyment out of this whole football process for a lot of people. It does for a little bit, but again, you have to remember where we came from. Sure. And what we've been through the majority of our Bills. But, and then there's life. also the talent level of the team. So it's, I'm sorry. Like when you were a team that had nothing, the EJ Manuel draft, everyone's like, oh my God, what are we going to do? 
and I remember making the point that I left the bar. Tony Rome's. I'll never forget it. That's where Drew and I met. Bar full of people. The draft night when we took EJ Manuel, and I've never felt the air come out of an entire bar that quickly. Mm -hmm. The place went from having 180 people in it to 15 within 20 minutes. Yeah. And there was just a malaise. And I went home and wrote an SB Nation fan post on buffalorumblings.com about how everyone in that room tonight Felt like we went to a steakhouse and got served a, bol a fried bologna sandwich. Like, yeah, that was fuck uh, us. That was bad, and it that, ended poorly. That was the uh, Geno Smith draft as well, right? Yep. And he just got paid. The thing is, we're not there now. No, we are not. That feels like a bad dream uh. by comparison. This football team, as is presently constructed, could win at least nine to ten games in the NFL right now with nothing. Oh, no doubt. We're a long ways away Minimum, from nine we're, to ten games. We're a long ways away from the Aaron Mabins. So with the that, the draft starts to feel like it's not as important. It really does. But it is, despite my indifference, and here's why. Your window to win a Super Bowl inside of this mini window, like you think about the window that we have with Josh. The window will always be open when you have a star quarterback. Absolutely. The window to win when you have a Von Miller Anna Stefan Diggs, both still at the tail end of their prime, mm -hmm. playing at a high level, that has a shelf life of like another another year beyond this. And even that, you might be grasping at straws. Those two prime players do. And again, I think it makes it more important that they're at two prime positions. Number yes. one receiver, number one defensive end. Your roster is in a state of flux because you think about how hard money has become to come by. Like it was easy when you could draft and then go into free agency and find tentpole players for your team. Now you just watch Tremaine Edmonds, two-time Pro Bowler, you, one of the youngest players in football with a lot of runway ahead of him, at a premier position on defense in the NFL. You just couldn't afford them. You're right, but can we do this, though? Can we do a little uh, little clap for Brandon Bean? Because, yes, we did lose Tremaine. Yes, he is making $18 million a year from the Bears. Got the guaranteed money. Good for you, man. Go make your money. Take care of your family. Good for you. No one is mad at you. No one hates you. Good for you. That's pretty much all we lost. No, but He brought back everyone. We added Taylor Rapp, who I love. I and understand. I just, when I looked up that guy, you know what kind of diet that dude's on? <laughs> he does the carnivore diet. It's all the dude eats. Oh, meat. So you mean he's. All he eats, meat and fruit. That's it. Dude, when I hear that people do that, all I can think of is, man, those shits must be wild. Dude, you should that see. Dude, that dude probably has installed on his toilet, like, handles, like, grab handles. I watched the thing on YouTube with him eating after a workout. He ate. Like grass-fed ground beef patties, like two pounds of it. He ate steak. He was eating papaya. He was eating now, mango. Chris, imagine all this is going on, and there's no fiber in your diet to soak up any of that water. I like it. Nothing. You just so this is my thing. Like your tentpole players are aging out or becoming unaffordable. He was left hmm. too old. Can't keep him around. Hide Poyer. They're going to be leaving in the next season or two. This is their... This is this their, is it. Their swan song. As they said, this is their Michael Jordan last dance. This is it. This is theirs. Uh, Edmonds, gone. Mm -hmm. Beasley priced himself out of our mm -hmm. services and then tried to come back later in the year, and he aged out. You could argue he fits the previous category. Yep. Uh, Harrison Phillips, not a tentpole guy, but another guy who just got priced out of what we thought we could afford him. For. Another guy who none of us did not dislike. We liked him. But he got a bag of money from Minnesota. Go make your money. Go and make is, your money. And are things going to get easier going forward? No. no. It's going to get harder every single year mm -hmm. to come up with money as long as you're paying Josh Allen and you're paying these other players. Until you scrape this roster down outside of a quarterback to nothing, it will be hard to find key players in free agency. Absolutely. So you reached a point where now you not only have – you have a good roster. You could be an elite roster with a couple rookies who make an impact. You can. Also, you have to start planning for what the fuck is going to happen when you lose these guys. You have needs down coming up down the road that you have to start backfilling for now, and if you don't, you will be scrambling well, that's, to do so later. And that's why where you're picking to also, when you're picking at 27 and you're picking towards the ladder of the draft, this is where 
you don't draft for need. This no. is where this is where you draft for best player available. You draft you you go at this like a business. You draw you go at this at twenty seven and you're like, okay, what do we got coming up? What has first and foremost, what has fallen to us so far? You know what I mean? What is our best way to attack this? You know what I mean? And then you go at that. You don't go with need. You don't reach for a middle linebacker right now because you don't think that you have one because you lost a Tremaine Edmonds to Chicago. You you relax. Hey, whoa, 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 you whoa, whoa. You sit down and Chris, you look at Chris, your board that you came up with. Chris, our GM told us that Balin Specter or Terrell Bernard could absolutely step in and be the answer. Listen, man. I don't know about that. Listen, this is what this is. Think about this, though. Hold on. Think about this. I you brought back. This. You brought I back beers into my face. And no, you won't listen. This fucking said that. You pretty much you brought back every single defensive player except Tremaine Edmonds. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now so, you're going to schematically change your defense, and you brought in Taylor Rapp, and now you have options. I get it. You now. have a lot of options. So right now, so if you're mm-hmm. sitting here and you're looking at this roster right now, and you're staying at 27, because we have to include this draft, okay, and let's say you like a Trenton Simpson out of Clemson. Let's say you like a Jack Campbell out of Iowa. Okay. Mm -hmm. Let's say you like a Drew Sanders out of Arkansas. All right. You have to say, okay, is this dude right now better than AJ Klein, Dotson, Spectre, or Bernard? Is this guy at 27 right now? It's not even that. It's, is there something else out there that makes me a winner? And his middle linebacker, the th- missing middle linebacker, is the thing that makes me a loser. Because I'll tell you what, the game we didn't have Tremaine Edmonds last year, Charles Bernard wasn't great. See, but he the did- Bills were a couple offensive mistakes away from winning that football game. Now, 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 hang on. Here's where this conversation goes, right? Because you and I could sit here and debate this all fucking night, and that's why I love our football conversations. And I like it when we can do it drunk in your garage for three hours. Well, even then, they're thought out, and they're not just talking yeah. out of our ass. But so now what happens is we get to the draft. Peter King, Monday morning quarterback in America, he writes it for NBC Sports, and uh, he wrote this week about this. Qu- he had a lot of things, but he had this quote, and I took a screenshot of it because it really stood out to me. He's talking about this draft and how he has a quote from an anonymous GM. And I'll read it to you. Let me tell you, this is from the article. Let me tell you about a GM with a pick in the top 10 for the second straight year. Last year, I was 90% sure of our pick before the draft. This year, I'm 25% sure. It's a huge swing. Goes on to say that there are a lot of reasons that this draft is going to be in flux. Nine of the top 11 teams have a prime football person, whether it's a coach or GM, either in their first or second year. So you've got new faces who are not familiar with scouting, drafting, the the nuances of the draft, trade offers, things of this nature, right? There's not a book on how they operate, what they prioritize. So it's hard to prognosticate what's going to happen, right? This draft is going to be off. And there's a million. Well, and that's it. And there's a million other wild cards that can get thrown in here. So what I did was I made a list, right? Because I took a look at his article and I started writing. I started getting my head around this. I made a list of the top 15 teams and their head coaches and everything else. And what you look at is you go, these teams, Doug, Panthers, Texans, Cardinals, Colts. Houston. The Seahawks. Seattle, baby. With the fifth pick. Chris, is it crazy to you that a playoff football team has a fifth overall pick? Russell Wilson. And Chris, just Russell so Wilson. And Chris, He's listen. Doing the Russell Wilson and Chris, right just now. so you know, <laughs> just so you know, because I would know this because, again, I live, eat, and breathe this. The Seattle Seahawks, who have the fifth pick, were winning at halftime in their playoff game versus the Niners. They were winning. They had a lead. Yep. In that halftime, they had a lead, and they have two first round picks. So I've got little notes. I've got the whole top fifteen charted out here, and then you also look at the fluid quarterbacks drive the draft. They do. Quarterbacks drive the draft they always because will. realistically, if you don't have one, you're trying to find one. Every year, you're trying to find one until you find that. Guy. And if you say you don't need one. But you also don't have a franchise quarterback. You don't have one of those top five guys. You're an asshole. 
is what you are. I agree. You're deluded. You're you're lying to yourself and your fans. That's why. That's why you just said they drive the draft, right? You're always trying to find one. That's why there is no way I would bet my mortgage on it. There is zero chance Arizona stays at three. So here's zero what, chance exactly. And so here's what happens. This is why this draft is going to be chaos, and it's hard to prognosticate. Eight out of fifteen teams at the top of the draft have a reasonable need at quarterback. That's not including the Cardinals, who are actively trying to shop their pick. Five of these teams have first-time head coaches or GMs. And then you look at it, and I, I go down the list. I look at, okay, you've got the Texans, right? Defensive-minded head coach in D'Amico Ryans. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else? They, the have Seahaw- and, they have two and 12 this year. The Seahawks, right? The Seahawks, defensive-minded coach who does understand that offensive line matters now that he lost his quarterback who needed offensive line. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you're a Lions fan on the Detroit. fucking side, you cheating prick. No, no, no. It's Bills all the way. Even when the Bills and the Lions play in the Super Bowl, it's Bills. But yes, Detroit what? is my answer. Okay, so if Detroit's your team, would you call Campbell, even though he's a tight ends coach, is he an offensive guy or a defensive guy? He's an offensive guy. He played tight okay. end in the league for over a dozen years. Okay. So, so he's, a, he's an offensive guy. So then you look at what? So, so far, you've got D'Amico Ryans. Mm-hmm. Defense. You've got Pete Carroll. Uh, sort of. Sort of. See, weird. he kind helped build the, the see, fence. Exactly, because see, he's like the mix of both, because yep. he helped build the Legion of okay. Boom. So, so, so then, he's, yeah. then we'll take him off the yeah. list. So D'Amico Ryans. Defense. Uh, Matt Eberflus. Second uh, from, year GM, second year GM, yeah, in Chicago, defensive minded head coach, mm-hmm. uh, first time GM in Tennessee with a defensive minded head coach in Vrabel, with a thirty six million dollar quarterback named Ryan Tannehill on the roster that you have to pay. Fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like what? And and so and you so you're a team with a first time GM and you already have quarterback trust issues because. You didn't let Malik play at all. Tell me this though. They shut him after that Kansas City Chiefs loss where he they only completed three passes in the whole game. Mm-hmm. They didn't let him see the field. Now, if you're a new GM for the first time, are you gonna let your track record get sullied by some previous obviously a dickhead because he's fired? Like cause that's how this works. It doesn't mean he was wrong, but also he was wrong. Are you gonna let your future be squandered because he up. No, absolutely nope. not. So they're in play for a quarterback, even though they have a defensive head coach. So I almost take them off this list. You've got the Texans again, the Jets, who have now traded for their quarterback. Yep. They got their AA Ron. They got their AA Ron at 15. Mm-hmm. So now they have a pick at 15 that they could use on a defensive player. The Packers and the Patriots, both of whom need to give their quarterback weapons. Weapons. Doug. Offensively skewed draft at the top. There are quarterback needs. There's wide receiver needs. There's tight end needs. There's protection needs. needs. Defensive talent is not going to be heavily drafted at the top of this draft. No, so it won't be. So what does that say to you? That says that says just like we talked about a minute ago. When you're a team at the latter half of the draft, you don't draft for need. If something falls in your lap because a top three defensive end falls. You draft that guy, a top two, a top three interior defensive lineman whose sole job is to create havoc in the pocket. You draft him. You do that, and you get better, and you get better, and you keep adding the pieces. So when you do have to lose some people, when you can't pay your Ed Olivers, when you can't pay those guys, you have the replacement already in, and he's got a year under his system. Now, Chris, I want to point out two things. Doug just made a couple fair points. Also, he's become the Kevin Massari of podcasting all of a sudden. Like, did you see him emulate that? With the, what are you, Delilah on WJYE? Delilah. Taking requests? Mm. Hey, let me whisper. Hey, pretty mama, let me whisper. Sometimes you need to. You were the Yin Yang twins? Some, oh, remember that? Salt and uh, <laughs> shake it like a shalt, salt, shalt, salt shaker. Hey, pretty mama, let me whisper. Man, they were some <laughs> ugly looking dudes, though, right? You are oh. hilarious. Chris. Who's whispering on a podcast? Uh, Chris, was that whis- Chris, was that whispering or was that talking normal to get his point across? You were 
trailing to uh, Delilah. <laughs> just a little bit. Like, no. no. going to spin some smooth yeah, no. jazz hits from night to no, You need I, to I, go I, home I, and make love to your lover. I'm, I'm going to go home and pour myself a bath. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's what you're, Chris. Chris, I love Doug, though, because he's getting used to this. You're yeah. not going anywhere. You'll be back. Well, no, I just don't no, want to no. like... I like this. You, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to not overemphasize your point because you want to get it across and you want people to understand that you're... It's well thought out. Drew's idea of getting his point across is yelling. What I, I will I rip your so- He's Chris Farley in a wig. <laughs> Lay off me, I'm starving. <laughs> you know, which I love. Which I, which I love. You know, R.I.P. You know. So, so this is the thing. It brings us to this year. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It brings us to this year and where we are as a team and what we might draft. And so you, being the mock-drafting motherfucker that you are... Mm, crazy. Crazy. I want to hear from you. Now, you've done a lot of work. I've, I asked you. I go, listen, I want you to start tracking. Who are the guys who most commonly fall in the draft to the Bills? As, you've, as you're doing all these stupid mocks that you waste your time... They're not I, stupid. I, the things that I would rather do. They're I think not we've stupid. articulated these things. When I'm on ESPN one day... I'd rather start a They're coin collection. They're not stupid. I would rather start a coin collection. No, absolutely. I, would, I love it. I love it, man. I can read about it. I can write about it. I can watch it. I love it. I absolutely love it. If I ever it. got the inkling to to do a mock draft, like oh. in my free time on one of these garbage apps, they're not garbage. I just take I it just, back. I will take it back. He's been drinking, folks. If I was going to go do a mock draft, before I did that, I would drive down to my local pawn shop and just go walk around and just see if there was something more entertaining that caught my eye. Oh, wait, wait, you have a katana for sale? Absolutely, I'll buy that, and I will spend five hours doing that instead of a fucking mock draft. See, this is the problem, though, with knowing him for so long. Like, I don't know why you just said pawn shop, because it just, like... It clicked off a light in my brain that if you didn't have a beautiful wife and children and didn't have a solid job I would own in a podcast all day, <laughs> all day, you'd be the guy. You'd be the guy. Be like, hey, Chris, man, can you see it? Hey, yeah, I know that's a Les Paul guitar. Yeah, I'll give you 80 bucks for it. I'll you can come you, back next week. I'll give you 80. And if you scratch your scabs in my store again, I'm going <laughs> to knock it down to 60. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I can see you doing that. But no, I've been doing, like you said, I enjoy doing the mocks. Um, I've been doing my mocks since about week 10. That's how early I go into. And from week 10 up until now, the week of the draft, just how much that they have changed. And The worst part is, guys, as he's saying this, I'm just picturing how hot his wife is. And I'm like, why? I did well. I'm blessed. Your wife is hot. Thank you. And you're still doing this? Yeah, listen, man. I love it, okay? (laughs) I love it. I do. I, listen, we like what we do, man. And you like what you do. I like this is what true. I do. This I, is true. I, I enjoy it. I thoroughly do. You know, it's like cooking. We both like cooking, right? It's never a chore for me. I can That's cook right. for you. 30 That's people right. can come over my house and I could prepare three, four courses, and I'm okay with that. That's right. I'm not sweating. That and is I'm okay. correct. And that's how I feel about the draft. So the two websites that I use the most on it, I Dump. use. Well, how's that? Just just dump it right down the front of my shirt. Did you? That's how you know we're having a good podcast. Hey, we're having a good time. You still look good, though. Uh, so I use PFF and I use uh, Pro Football Network. And just in the last week with free agency, with the trades, everything mm-hmm. like that, even up into today with uh, Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets and everything being completed and them agreeing on the compensation. For the Bills, the top three guys – that are majority mocked to the Bills. This is all random, and this is with trades out. Okay. Because when you throw trades in, it's a well, whirlwind. It's, 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 it's it's because you can do a million different scenarios and players yeah. being traded along with it. You know, you're DeAndre Hopkins, you're Mike Evans, you're Ed Oliver, stuff like that. So the top three guys that the Bills have landed on both of these websites is pretty consistent. Um, and they're all within 10 to 15 of each other. So no one is clearly a yeah. ahead of each other. So the number one is uh, Kalijah Kansi, the defensive tackle um, from Pitt, with him falling. To him falling at 27, you you go and do it. It's a business decision. You go and do it. You go get this well, it's guy. Well, what we talked about. There's no, con- there's no defensive tackles no. under contract going into next year. No, none. Some of that is by decision. Your GM is a very pragmatic guy. It's not like he forgot that they didn't have them. It's one of those things where they'll extend to Quan Jones. Oh, yeah. If they don't get a one tech. 
Yeah. But if a one tech falls to him, right. they'll take him on a rookie deal and go, hey, listen to Quan. We, we love it. You'll teach this kid for a year and then we'll, well see you. It's the same thing with Phillips. What happens if Phillips comes back from his shoulder surgery? And let's say Phillips gets five sacks well, instead of the sack and a half that well, he had, but all the well, pressure. But here's the crazy thing. If you talk to Jeff Pollock or other guys who text me and talk to me on game day. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We all agree that... Jordan Phillips plays the game of football the way we want Ed Oliver to play. Absolutely. His and motor under, his motor does not stop. It's why he got hurt. Yeah. It's because his mo- Think about his two injuries, the hamstring and the shoulder. Both of them happened because the guy is trying to make a play at and all And we times. were killing them that game when he went and swiped. Yeah. Killing them. He em. just dove because he was like, fuck this guy. I got to get him. Yep. Oliver doesn't have that switch. No. He just doesn't. And so, so now you look at this and you go, if I could get that. That's why Cansey, if he's there, that's why it makes sense. Because they're, like, again, watching tape of all and how many people will positions. be pissed? Again, uh, probably Chris, a lot. Because what you're, would Twitter look like if the Bills used their first round pick on a defensive tackle? I think they would be, I think you get mixed reviews on that. Because I think I think a lot of the one smarter? the one end of the spectrum where it's uh you know what the fuck are you doing mm-hmm. would probably be like a running back or a cornerback, mm-hmm. and then you know what a real need is like a a linebacker or somebody along the offensive line. In like, my opinion, like there's two, and that's and that's listen, that's fair, that's totally fair. I think they need to get better on the offensive line and the hole that uh, Tremaine Edmonds left. Um, I think that's a fair take. That I I wouldn't be mad at that. You know what I mean. Um, but when I see a, someone like a Kalijah Cansey and I watch all that tape and he falls, I'm not even thinking twice about it. Okay, I'm taking him right away. And now here's Who the else? here's the other two. The other two that consistently make the Bills mock. Again, if you just randomly do it, are uh, Zay Flowers from Boston College. Okay. Now, if you read up on him, all right, his I've ignored wide like, receivers ad nauseum. So he's like, um, if you if you read if you read it. him and the experts when they break him down, the scouting experts when they go and watch him, he's a Steve Smith with a more burst. Yeah, okay? but I'm just, but what I don't like hearing when people go Steve Smith, I don't like these things because I hear like those those comps right as as the guy who is anti draft. You're the pro draft guy. I hear that Malik Hooker gets called, they go, what's his pro comp, Ed Reed? I go, fuck you. Fuck you, there is no Ed there Reed. Is no, there is no Ed there Reed. There is no Ed Reed There's coming. no Troy Palomalo. He there was is no one Ed of one. Reed. There's he no will Peyton never exist Manning. again. There's no, yeah. So then I hear this shit where they call David Montgomery. They talk about him like he's always oh, got the feet of this player and he does this and he's this. He's this hybrid monster running back that no one's ever seen before. The fuck he is? What is David Montgomery? Well, suck my ass. Well, I think some no, people. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. But so when I hear this for wide receivers, it bothers me because the thing that made Steve Smith so good was that he felt disrespected oh, forever. His whole career. Forever his he whole felt career. disrespected. That dude played like, you ain't stopping me no matter no, what. But also he he played that way because he was disrespected. Yeah. In that draft process, teams looked at him and said, well, 
like we're not, not drafting you're not your little butt. We, you're not big enough. You're not fast enough. You, you're not. You're not quite the fastest guy. You're not the biggest guy. You right. know. You look at Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs wasn't the biggest or was fastest he, uh, or more fastest. Was he? Fifth? He was a fifth round yeah. draft pick. Yeah. And at the same time, do you? The reason he is where he is now is because of heart. And I'm not going to lie to you. It's pettiness. It's Absolutely. This, Fuck you assholes. Think, what do you right. know about me? But, I'll show you. Unfortunately, when you plug somebody with that as a first-round talent, yeah. you don't have that chip. Hey. And also, does he have that drive? Don't tell me about Steve Smith. Well, that's what you don't know. And that's why, like, you know, that's why it's not something that you or I would do. You know, we're just going off of the mocks and we're going off of the experts. You know what I mean? Of what shows up and what's available. You know, now, he looks explosive. He looks like what they would want. I all the talk is that they like Josh Downs. I don't know. I've tried to ignore wide receiver. So if they like one of those two guys at twenty-seven, they might be there. In my opinion, at twenty-seven, Zay Flowers, Josh Downs, uh, Cedric Tillman, um, Jalen Hyatt. From both of them, the last two are from Tennessee. A.T. Perry from Wake Forest. You know, uh, with the exception of height, you know, like an A.T. Perry is 6'3". Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Cedric Tillman, he's up there in height. Um, with the exception of height, they're all the same. They're Like, in my opinion, they're all the same. No one's going to be that cutthroat guy. Okay. You know what I mean? So why this again? This is my opinion. Why take that guy at twenty seven? Well, this is it. We're when you can about... take him in the second, third, fourth round. So if I'm in this window where I need a player who can come in this year and make a real difference, mm-hmm. I should be using my first round pick for that. And it feels less and less and less like wide receiver should be that because I, of the quality of the class. Now, I agree. Who's the you. other guy? So the third guy, and this is my favorite position to talk about. Um, and I agree with this just as a Bills fan and looking at our holes and everything like that and knowing who our offensive coordinator is. The third one is Dalton Kincaid, tight end from Utah. Okay. That's the third one who's been getting mocked to the Bills. I mean, I've seen him go to Washington, okay, in the draft. Uh, I've seen him go to the Jets in the draft, in the mock. And so to get a player like that, and he hasn't played a lot of football. That's the thing. He hasn't played a, a crap ton of football, you know. So to get a guy like that, if you want to tell me as a Bills fan that I am going to get Josh Allen as many weapons as I can and I am going to give my offensive coordinator as many weapons to scheme up, to try and confuse defenses, and just to go crazy, because like we talked about last time, where did Dorsey come from? He came from a plethora of options when he was a quarterback in Miami, for the University of Miami. He had everything at every position. So when you're used to that and you know you won with that, but you could scheme up certain things, you know what I mean? You can confuse defenses. You can do different things. Why wouldn't you want to take that as a fan and roll the dice? Again, you've won the division three years in a row, okay? You've had playoff success. You've had failures, but you've had playoff success. You had an offensive coordinator come in, First time doing it. You had a top three. You had a top three offense. Okay. You know. So, so I, why wouldn't you do it? But so this is my thing. I may not agree with you with the player. Like I, I would agree. Tight end. Oh, you can I'm talk with me into it. Hey, whoa. I'm with you on the player. I, I'm I, more of a Darnell Washington. I, thing. I want him. Like this is our last week. This is our last show before the draft. Again, I've been doing this a lot of months. I love him. Darnell Washington. He's not a polished product. No, this dude, he's everything that they've drafted year over year. Where this, they go, give me the block, this guy, and I yes. will chisel you a football player out of this. He is an they athletic. They did it with Dawson Knox. Yes. What I will say is that you just hit three positions, right? Like the wide receiver, defensive tackle, tight end. Two of those will drive people crazy, mm-hmm. and at the same time. I guess I understand a little bit of it because it seems like the value says you could get the same thing from all three of those position groups. If you were just back a little bit farther, you could get the same value, just different. So this is the benefit of the Bills being in 27 because you're going to have teams who have already made their selections who want to trade back up with you 
to try and get that fifth-year option. And that's it. That's the value of this entire thing. I love how Chris takes... Hang on. Are we? Are you seeing this? You're watching it full on. He does this multiple times a podcast. He takes... I wish that was on camera, Chris. You. One day we're going to have to get it for a YouTube exclusive. Or I take my uh, headphones off and then just casually... Feather run, your hair? Run my fingers. Can I, just, Chris, my, he tries to feather hair. his hair. Chris. Yeah. Does your old lady pull your hair? No. Are you sure? <laughs> you really enjoyed that. No. I, Are you sure? I enjoy- it's okay. You can be honest. No. Okay. I really enjoy my my hair. That's fine. It's no, luxuri- it looks good. It's a good fresh cut. It's, I just, it's luxurious. Yeah, man. I'm it, getting it cut tomorrow. You're getting why? Looks fine. I get my hair cut every two weeks. You get your hair cut every two weeks? Yeah, like a real man. Yeah, that's what a real man does, yeah. huh? Yeah, Doug, so do I, but if I don't, it, cause it turns into a fucking afro because I don't put product in it, like some of us here. Listen, under this hat, I my hair has sexually harassed people. <laughs> I've okay. said that to Doug before. I, I, go, I got Do you I still got, have the bun? No, no, no. Uh, my daughter told me I had pretty hair, and then I got it cut. <laughs> She's like, Daddy, your hair is pretty. Shoulder-length hockey Shoulder-length hockey hair, man. They called me the dancing bear on the ice. You know, they're like, look at this big guy with the flow. That's the dancing bear, man. And then he had to cut it because his daughter said it was pretty. Sure. Once, I mean, you know, I'm a, but, I'm a male. But so this pretty is Pretty hair, it. cut it. So all I walk out of this with, after you've done that, now, now I want to ask you, who are the players who commonly fall after the Bills? Like, when you've done these things, like after the Bills pick at 27, who are the players that commonly fall within the next, like, 10 picks? Um, your Trenton Simpsons. Um, your Jamar Gibbs out of Alabama. Your Jack Campbell out of Iowa, linebacker. Mm-hmm. Your Josh Downs, who you brought up uh, yep. out of North Carolina. 5'8", you know, shifty, good good player. You know what I mean? But we've had that the last couple of years. Sure. You know? Um one who is falling down on a lot of the uh, experts' draft boards right now, uh, a couple of the draft experts from ESPN, NFL.com, um, Quentin Johnson, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. out of TCU, has fallen because he's your ex-receiver. He's your jump ball guy. He's your run this route straight, go get it. You know what I mean? Okay. He's, been, he's been falling a lot. Um, you know, Jalen Hyatt, uh, these guys – Cedric Tillman, like I said, the wide receivers out of Tennessee, they're going in your second and third rounds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So all these guys, they keep falling. You know, um, there's a there's another defensive tackle though, uh, and he's been brought in for a visit by the Bills, and this would be a perfect trade back scenario. Is uh, Mozzie Smith, the defensive tackle from? The Michigan. He's a now, behemoth now, Doug, of a human being. Now, Doug, before you talk about him, can we acknowledge your Michigan bias? I am. Listen, I think that you uh, and I were DJ Turner up. and uh, Mozzie Smith should be drafted one, two. And I don't care what happens next year in the draft. Uh, I just want the Bills to draft Blake Corm. Okay. He's, I, he's Darren Sproles with um, Miles Garrett arms, so well, let's take that all day. Well, what I know is that Doug and I have been texting. Go every, Blue. We text through all the Michigan playoff games. That Ohio State day was fucking fun. Oh, uh, man, the, yes, last, the last couple of years <laughs> I've been in my glory. I've been in my glory just watching us run the ball down their throat. It's been so nice. So with so this nice. in mind, Mozzie Smith is a player the Bills have met with. They also mm-hmm. scouted him multiple times. Or they were at least they had scouts at games he was at. Yep. They sent scouts to games he played very well in. I, so the question becomes, when you see the value of a, hey, we could get a very qual... Because you... Would you be happy at pick... 38. Okay. They take a tight end. Say they say they move down from 27, let's in your scenario, 27 to 38. And let's say moving back those spots, you move back 11. Well, we'll, we'll, say, like- we'll say an even 10 spots. We'll make it 37. Well, let's say you make an even 37. I guess the thing I'm trying to get here is all of the positions we've identified as these are the things that most commonly fall to the Bills. These are the players, and this is the position groups they come from. This is the talent that's left on the board. There's going to be trades. Okay. There will be some wild shit that happens on draft day. So, But does it justify you staying at 27 
or do you do the thing that is a smart GM? Hey, do, hey, Chris, it's the thing Christian Simonelli bitched about during our uh, AFC's roundup this week. Yeah. Do you just decide that I, as a GM, am going to get more bites at the apple, and I don't give a shit about this pick because the guy who's talented here... There is audio. If you want to hear it, you can go over to Aaron Quinn's Twitter feed. I mean, that guy doesn't fucking tweet. Chris, he stinks at Twitter. I'm sure. He's the worst. I'm trashing Aaron Quinn from cover one. I'm not. He's great. and But he has a video over there of Brandon Bean basically outlining the fact that when you draft in the back 20, now this is from a year ago, he's talking about how when you have a draft pick in the back 20, it's basically a second-round pick. Is this or is this not, given all the holes that we have, both future and present, a trade back seems like the smart move. It It might be the best move. It does because it's not the it's it's you know it's not the present. I think this roster is okay. Yes, this This roster roster will win you ten games. This roster right now is ten out of seventeen games. There's no win you. There's nothing wrong with this. We have Josh Allen. There's nothing wrong with this. We bring we brought back everyone pretty much. It's the future. It's the future. So unless unless you're in love, like absolutely in love with Darnell Washington, want him 100%, love his physical features, and you obsessed with his combine, he can perfor- combine performance. And you think he can contribute by week 16. Right. If you like, want that. Week 16, he's going to have enough NFL experience to be a star. If you want that, go get it. If you think he's that difference maker, go get it. But if you think that you can get the exact same thing out of a Tucker Craft, out of a Sam Laporta, out of uh, Musgrave, you know what I mean? Or, out of my or, man, out of my man Luke Schoolmaker from Michigan. Um, if you think you can get that out of that person, then no. Trade back, get a bunch of picks, maybe spend them on some D line. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Because the three top positions, when I do a mock and I trade back with the Bills, the three positions that come up all the time. Are tight end, linebacker, and center. <laughs> this. Those are the top three at all times that come up. Chris. It's tight end, linebacker, and center. Are those not things that would bear value for the, for the Buffalo Bills? Yeah, we could use a tight end and a linebacker. Yeah, and like and like for future reference too. You know, there's a guy who we have never talked about on the last two shows I've been on with you. And again, since this this is the last one before the draft, mm. Steve Avila, the guard, the center. Yep. He's played multiple positions at TCU. Okay, yep. he's played center. He's played guard. I don't think he's played a lot of tackle, but he I know could interior. be developed into like, a quality starter. The thing is, they've met with him multiple times. Exactly. They've took. They've had a private workout with him. They've brought him to dinner. They interviewed him twice at the combine. Yep. They like this guy, and they're keeping it quiet. Is there a reason? Now, is he slated to go in the first half? Rare in the mock drafts that I've seen. Well, because interior offensive rare. linemen are not, like, this draft is not, it's not supposed to be top-heavy in terms of that quality. Instead, it's it's guys that you need a certain fit for. Right. You have to like their swagger. You have to like what they bring to the table. Right. He strikes me as what the things that they liked in that guy have to be the things that they liked in Mongo. John Feliciano, when they brought him in. They liked the... V- Brandon being the way... If if you watch his draft, if you watch his free agent signings, he loves versatility on the offensive Where line do you think and that on that the comes defensive from? line. It's because you've got a head coach that goes, I don't want offensive linemen that are one-trick ponies. Right, he wants Because I know they all get hurt. You know? know <laughs> but so, gets hurt you're right, all the time. But sometimes, though... If there's a pure guard, yep. if there's a pure center, mm-hmm. sometimes you just got to, I, I truly believe, sometimes you got to be like, listen, this guy is way too good. But on 2-3, day 2-3, Steve Avila, steal. And oh, so in that way, all these okay. people talking about John Michael Schmitz, and they're like, oh, my God, Chris, we talked to Russ Brown last week. And he basically told us, if you're not getting that guy, you might as well just wait. For the, off, for the offensive line this year, I really, really like – now, these guys who are slated to go in the first three rounds, the majority of them, you know what their entire background is? Hmm. Wrestling. Wrestling. 
Jesus Christ. McDermott's walking around his house clapping with an erection, and his wife's like, what are you doing? Stay in the living room. uh, I believe his name is uh, Blake. Stay in the living room. I believe his name is Blake Freeland. He's an offensive tackle from BYU. Huge wrestler. Huge. You're telling me McDermott's not look. Listen, I know Bean and McDermott are a team, and I know Bean and the scouts have been doing this all year. You're not. You can't tell me that McDermott's not at home watching these guys on tape. So, you know he is. So here's what I like about all this. So you you did the legwork. I'm too lazy to do. The thing that seems to fall, even though we know that this draft is going to be volatile. Oh, it's going to be a dude. The quarterback situation that S two test. Chris C J Stroud. Might be this year's Lamar Jackson. Just falling. What is the S2 test? Oh, It's a yeah. test that... It, now, do they just give it to the quarterbacks? I have no idea, but apparently... What happened to the Wonderlick? No, no, no. The Wonderlick is a thing they still do, but Chris... This test specifically for quarterbacks, and maybe it's for other players. I don't fucking know. Chris, can you? What, look, do you think I am a draft guy? Chris, yeah. can you look that up? Because I don't even know that. Is it, Chris, is it just for quarterbacks, or is here's it what happens: the S two test is supposed to be about processing speed, and where Bryce Petty finished ninety eight out of a hundred. CJ, did Stroud, you just Bryce Young. say that? Bryce Petty, Bryce yeah. Young. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Bryce Petty. Holy shit! <laughs> Jesus. I was like the guy that he didn't know what like a three four defense was. Yes, the Bryce Petty was like I don't know what a three four defense. Have it, one. I'm gonna play against a three four. <laughs> uh, they run a four three base. Well, that's the same thing. Well, that's the same thing. <laughs> so, so Chris, C.J. Stroud scored a very very low like what like a twelve and eighteen. Okay, to gauge how quickly and accurately you process information in a chaotic environment while ignoring distractions. Chris, C.J. Stroud scored one of the lowest scores. It was like ever. eighteen of ever all time in the in the history. And you know what? If in again, this here is here we a, are. We're on Outkick. Yeah, Chris's yeah. favorite media outlet. That's the article that just came up. What did he get? C.J. Stroud got eighteen percent. So Bryce Young, ninety-eight. Will really? Levis, ninety-three. Anthony Richardson, seventy-nine. Hendon Hooker, 46, C.J. Stroud, 18. And the only reason I said those names is because I truly believe that those five are going to get drafted in the first round. 100%, because Tennessee will take a defensive player with that first pick because of their head coach, and then they'll come back around and get Hendon Hooker when nobody wants him with his Oh, I disagree. Here's... At 11? Oh, I... See, you and I can fight about this on Thursday, but Chris, for the purposes of this podcast, here's what I'll tell you. That Stroud thing makes him the next Lamar Jackson, where you're in the 20s and you go, wait a minute, there's a quarterback who might be good, might be good, and no one's getting him. If he's on the cl- if he's available, now you know the Bills are working the phones, going, hey, can we trade out of this? Well, that's if where it can benefit here, you. If he gets here. The chaotic nature of this draft could benefit the Buffalo Bills in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. First of all, quarterbacks are going to be all over the place. Nobody knows who's taking who. We know that there's at least half of, at least a quarter of the NFL needs a quarterback. Mm -hmm. And yet, a lot of them don't like the guys that they're being handed. So they might try to, and if you're a team like the Raiders, you've temporarily patched the hole. Maybe you don't know Yeah, with Jimmy G. Those are the players. Like, if you're going to trade, right? The mock draft stuff, okay. So Darnell Washington might not be a pipe dream, but he might be. The only way you can trade back is if you have something to sell. Uh, if you're watching the draft board and you see these quarterbacks and you go, nobody really knows how they feel about them. Mm-hmm. This becomes interesting. These wide receivers where it's like, oh, hey, Zay Jones or Zay Jones. Jesus Christ. Zay Flowers. Zay? Zay, Jones. Dude, Zay Jones. Zay Flowers. Boston College. Zay, Zay Flowers. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that fucks me up so much. It's like Heinz. It's a Zay. How many? No, g- I can't say Heinz. I say Heims all the time when I'm fired up. Yep. It's a mental block. I also can't say Zay Flowers. I say Zay Jones every time. Well, I know who I I know who you mean. Of course, but these people don't. I know. I'll give you. I'll They're give. Like, oh, this guy's a fucking. Here's. <laughs> Chris is gonna have to edit that. It's all right. I'll give you. I'll give. I'll give you a prime Here's, example. I, well, my point is. There are going to be quality players that fall to us that we may or may not necessarily need. So with that in mind, 
Is it a resist? Am I crazy for thinking that even though it, it's going to suck for being at your house on a draft party night, oh, Bills average Bills fans who get hammered and watch the first round are going to be really disappointed when the Bills trade out of the first round completely? But it might be the best thing for this franchise. Right. Absolutely. Get Especially moving, bites. moving forward with the roster. Yes. Future. Because what's going to happen is the value of the wide receiver class, if I've learned anything from Mark Schofield this past month, is that the value is day two into day three. All right. Let me let me uh, hang on. Whoa, whoa. Offensive line. According to Russ Brown, offensive tackles, there aren't a lot of day one starters. And interior offensive line, the depth is almost non-existent. Now mm-hmm. you're just taking dart shots at traits and hoping a guy pans out Wyatt Teller style. Right. Now. And don't trade him. When you're talking about tight ends, this is the deepest tight end class that we've seen in years. Very long. Very long Which time. means that the guys who are going to be available on day two will be more talented. They, they would be other classes day one guys. You're telling me if you can't, like... If you're just looking at the roster of the Bills, and let's say you trade out of that first pick, okay? I'm trying to make the case. So let's say you, like let's say you trade. My, that's my that's my like this is just run like this is just Buffalo. me because all right, I'm gonna paint you a scenario of a perfect trade out situation, and it works out for everyone. Let's say you trade out of 27. You add more picks for the 2024 draft, okay? Not this year. You're going to give up a couple picks this year, but you're going to add for the 2024 draft. And let's say you keep your 59th pick in the second round and you keep your 91st pick in the third round. If you draft Jack Campbell at 59, the linebacker from Iowa, and then you draft his partner, Sam Laporta, at tight end in the third round, and you gave up your first-round pick this year, but you added a second and third next year, that's a win. Because what happens if... Let's just say the best thing for the Bills happens. Gabe Davis goes off and becomes a 1,400-yard wide receiver as a number two and just puts it all together. They line him up in the slot. Guys can't cover him. Well, they need to put him in the slot. I'm just saying. Let's say that happens. Play ball here with me. And you have to pay him. Now you have all those other picks that you just added on top of your picks that you have, on top of the third-round pick that you're getting back for losing Tremaine Edmonds, and now you can fill your holes with top-end talent. I feel like the Bills are best served. Now, if we wanted to break it down, best case, worst case, we talked about it in the AFC Roundup, but I feel like a trade back is my best-case scenario. Yeah. If you stayed put, Obviously, your research has some merit. There's players there that will, they won't make me crazy. I won't freak out. No. I It would be hard for me to be mad about what this team does. Uh, last time we picked, you brought it up earlier, and I love that you knew it. The last time we picked 27th, we got extremely lucky. Even though you can scout all day and you can watch these guys all day, we drafted Trey White. Trey White wasn't the fastest. He didn't have the tallest vertical. He wasn't good, the best tackler. You but, have a good staff. You know, but guess good, what? A good team. He was a captain at LSU. He wore that jersey number that they only give out to their best players ever that, like, he wore, Patrick Peterson wore. So, yeah, he didn't test the best, but you got lucky. You drafted one. That doesn't happen. You normally don't find a big-time player at the end of the draft. Yes, you can trade back well, up and get lucky with your Lamar Jackson. One of Jackson the things that I like wanted that. to bust Christian Simonelli's ass about, and I, I just there wasn't a space for it during our roundup show, was this idea that you guys have been struggling to draft corners, and now cornerback is a weakness of the Patriots. The Bills just took Christian Benford in the sixth round, and he is probably as good as the guy we took in the first. Now, again, as a... Yours is a team. Right. And this is the thing. If you're talking about where you are in football, you have to trust that your team is doing its work. Mm-hmm. You're doing work. You you scout well. That's why you're a GM. You also do contract work well. Have the last few drafts yielded a ton of home runs? No. no. You've had some whiffs. Yeah. Uh, Chris, the most famous one? Yeah. Creed Humphrey? Oh, yeah. Like that, that. I'll never get over that. But you can make up for a lot of things by giving yourself more swings. And I almost feel like where we are right now, a trade back could be the best. But That's one. 
The second one is turning to the guys you've talked about tonight. I I don't want I want if we do trade back. And again, I think that's a very, very smart decision, especially with the draft class. If they do trade back, I don't want more picks this year. No, no. I no, want no. them next year. And that's it. It's you start like but but then where do you become Bill Belichick? Well, we've never with the ex- well. Hold on, well, we did hey, it. Whoa, we did. We did it in I'm the just second. Saying, I'm just saying there's a balance to be struck. I'm well, not you saying can't we're keep not doing it and no, doing no, no, it no. and doing it. But Bean doesn't but do that. You could. He did that what in the second round, and we still got Cook. Remember when we kept trading back? We, what I believe he traded back twice in that round. Is that right, Chris? I'm pretty Maybe. sure. I'm pretty I sure don't know. He, he traded back twice in the second round. What I know is is that whatever happens on Thursday. It's going to, like, there's nothing they can do that will be a net negative for this football team. Yeah, no. So, realistically, they're going to Unless draft, they draft a, a corner. Whoa. Whoa. A, a running back. Whoa. There's a handful, of, there's, a, there's a very limited list of things they could do that could be bad for this football team. The rest of the things that they would do during this time period can only yield better results. Yeah. And we all need to come to terms with that and take a deep breath. Chris, how do we say it? Goose Fraba. You just relax and Not you say, look. Goose blah blah. Goose <laughs> Fraba. Whatever the pick is, it'll be fine. If they trade back, wonderful. If they trade up and they think that some player is a star, nothing's going to rock the boat for me. No. But I can make a case for almost anything. Here. Right. I have and I, I, you have, I have. Chris has, although Chris's fucking explanation was hilarious. I love it. I'm just happy that this whole thing is going to come to an end this week. See, I'm, I'm, I, I hate it. I know because cause, I cause love it's it. The end of like, your this favorite is, season. This month, this month is it's my favorite month of the year for me because it's my wife's birthday, it's my birthday, it's your birthday. It's always the start. His wife. Of- 21st, him 22nd, me 23rd. He's 23rd. It's always the start of the NHL playoffs. And don't worry, Bills fans, Sabres are coming. Don't worry. But it's always the start. Seagram's bets on that. It's always the start of uh, NHL playoffs, and it's always the start of the NFL draft. And I absolutely love it. I do. I I just, it really does. It makes my month good. Baseball season starts, and it's just, it's it's fun. It's Uh, really fun. Guys, can we end on this? Yes. This is some sweet stuff here. Um, based on what you were telling me about what the show is going to be tonight, and we are mocking the mocks, right? Oh, Mock. yes. 100%. That is coming. Like, if it, like you dickheads who all go on my final mock. All right. Let me Just get, know let me I'll get to this. Just know I'll score these shits, and it will be held against you. Mm. All right. Let me get to this. So we need an even playing field. Okay. There's Rock Pile Report 1.0 mock draft. I oh did, no! I did this at. I oh did no! This, Chris, you did a mock. Yeah, I did this at like three o'clock. This was before the. Uh, so you can uh, throw this in for like a. What is that called? Like, uh, look so, who's at number two. Look. Yeah. So. Oh uh, my god. So have a, le- a level playing field, you know, like having like uh, the average person compete in the Olympics. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's like the ring. You just like, have, so this isn't yeah. like the ringer. Yeah, you have like a baseline. So this this is uh, we'll uh, roll through. This is I what I use NFL, NFL mock draft database. I'll have a graphic up on uh, for those watching on Holy YouTube. Shit. Wow, you had Skaronsky going at seven. Yeah. Holy, see there you, you go, Drew. That's what I'm talking about at eleven, right yeah. there with Tennessee. Yeah, you, yeah. So you know, I don't know anything. Look at Zay so. Flowers going to the Patriots at it's the worst ke- Apparently, it's wow. the worst kept secret in football. Yeah, wow. there's a see. Hold on, time. Hold it right there. What did I do? Look now? at Quentin Johnson falling at twenty. Oh. Yeah, and Bijan going at twenty-one well, at the Chargers because they can't sign Eckler. Look at there, Osiris Torrance. See, yeah. I would flip. Pure, go- why? I'd throw. I throw a table. Why? Why? You like our guard? Okay, hold on. Leave it right there. Can you show people? All right. I'm with you right now. This scenario right now at 27 and 28, I would lose it. Okay. I would Darnell absolutely. Washington, Brian Brissett. Uh, no. Darnell Brissi. Washington going to Cincinnati. Yep. And we take Osiris Torrance over. I would. I'd snap. Oh, man. I'd go nuts. Now, if Darnell Washington fell out of the first. 
And on Friday, we make a trade back up. Okay. You protected Josh, and you got Josh another and then weapon. And Mozzie Smith goes to the Steelers. See? Okay. Right. There he is. See, I'm not being biased. I didn't know Chris did this. No. I didn't know he did, did it. And look how high Mozzie Smith is. And it ain't being me a Michigan bias fan. But I'm also is- not smart with this. I just – it I – Use that website, and then they had suggestions, and I was like, "All right, well, I mean, I'll look at these suggestions, and then right. Chris, it's pick. well, it's well thought so, out. Even Brian Breezy, you know, the Saints lost a crap ton on their defensive line. Yeah, so that's a smart pick. So, guys, he's going to put this out there. There's, I, I love that you did this. Yeah. I love Ozzie that you did Smith. this, so that we can talk about it post draft. Yeah, yeah. When my mock. I, I put ze- I put zero effort into this. <laughs> zero <laughs> effort, and I also I did it before the trade of Darn. Aaron Rodgers happened. This so week, Darnell you, Washington. This week you to have to do a, this oh, week you have to do a final mock. Wait, oh. so that we can bring you back after the draft. For the mocking the mocks, Deal. where we score all these all these other content creators who decide that they, whether you're ESPN, whether you're professional, whether Chris, you're go back up for a minute. whether you're just somebody from Cover One who maybe like like maybe thinks that you know th- something. Hold on, hold on. I love scoring these and seeing all the people who. Okay, so there well. you go. All right, so you did have. See now, look where he's got that. He's got Dalton Kincaid. I will not look. Look, he's going Dalton Kincaid at twenty-four, and he's got Kalijah Cansey going to our boy at the Giants, going to Dayball. Guys, I can't wait to do the mocking the mock show. Now that we've had this conversation. I can't wait for this goddamn draft to be over, so we can just—it's all over with the crying. I can't. And wait you know for what? It. Because you said Goose Fraba, I'm gonna go with Galaxia. Oh. I feel like dancing, <laughs> dancing. Guys, we gotta get the hell out of here. Thank you for showing up for this. Good luck to everybody who's watching this in the draft. If you're not from this fan base, go Bills, baby, go Bills. For tonight, we're gonna get the hell out of here. I'm Drew Gear. That's Chris Kruger. That's Doug Roloski. And this has been your Rockpile Report. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.